0: Our text passage is Matthew chapter 24, and we will make reference to that through the message tonight. I want you to turn your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 30 and mark that passage, and we'll go there in just a few minutes. I'm going to begin a message that I will not finish tonight. I will finish it the next two Wednesday nights. On a Sunday night uh, a few weeks ago, I preached on five events that will take place as recorded in Revelation chapter 19 and 20. And then I took three Wednesday nights to teach uh, that and what I began. And I'm going to do the same as I preach on the specific period of time on earth referred to as the time of Jacob's trouble or uh, the seven-year tribulation period. I think it's very important that we understand what is going to happen on earth, Uh, not uh, that we as God's people would fear, uh, because as I understand the scripture, we will not spend one minute on earth during the tribulation period. Uh, We will be in heaven. You say, well, why is it important that we know uh, what's going to happen? We need to know what's going to happen because... It motivates us, it challenges us, it causes us to realize how important it is to win others to Christ. Uh, family members that are not saved, friends, coworkers, neighbors, uh, folks that we don't know uh, that need to hear the gospel of Christ. And so tonight, I am preaching on the subject, the time of Jacob's trouble. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless as I preach your word tonight. May your word be alive and strong and bold uh, in our lives and may it influence us, may it affect us from our thinking uh, to our behavior. Uh, Lord, there is much to cover, and I pray that you would give me wisdom and give me every word that would be pleasing to you in the preaching tonight, and I yield myself to you the best way I know how. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In Matthew chapter 24, we see the Lord Jesus as he has departed from the temple along with his disciples and the disciples make comment about the temple and the buildings of the temple. The Bible says that the disciples remark about how great, how strong, how how magnificent those buildings are. And the Lord Jesus tells them that they're going to be destroyed. And he speaks about several different periods of time going up to and including the time of the tribulation period. When he tells them of a coming destruction, a coming judgment, and an end of time, uh, they ask three questions. They said, Lord, when is this going to take place? Uh, what are the signs? What can we look for that would, and now you listen to me right now, what are the signs? What are the signs? What can we look for now that will remind us or indicate to us that this event is about to take place? And then what are the signs of the end of time on earth as we know it? And the Lord Jesus gives in this uh, uh, Olivet Discourse uh, the answer to their questions. I want you to take your Bibles now and go to Jeremiah Uh, chapter 30, Jeremiah chapter 30, and this is the place that we find uh, Jeremiah the prophet speaking of the tribulation period and the wording in these two verses and uh, much of the chapter talks about it but the wording of the two verses, uh, they get our attention especially in the day in which we live. I've always been amazed as I've studied prophecy now uh, since uh, growing up as a child, going to church and then being a preacher for uh, 36 years and studying prophecy, I'm always amazed at events that take place that, that, that cause a word or a phrase or an event in the Bible to say, wow, that's what that's talking about. That's an interesting phrase. And I want you to look at Jeremiah chapter 30, and the, the thing that we're going to see is the time of Jacob's trouble, but I want you to look at verse number 6. Ask you now, and see whether a man doth travail with child. That's an interesting question, isn't it? It's even more interesting now because there are those who say uh, that men can have children, and it's it's just it, it, well, it's beyond absurd. I mean, you just you just think about it, and 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 it just you know it's it's given over to a reprobate mind. But notice what Jeremiah says: Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail? It doesn't say a woman. It doesn't say a man's having a child. That's not what it's saying. But it's saying, I'm gonna the day of Jacob's trouble is going to bring to man the travail as... You see the word as, very important. As a woman in travail. And all faces are turned into paleness. Do you see that? That's what he asked. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble but he shall be saved, talking about the child of God, talking about the Jew, shall be saved out of it. Now the purpose of the tribulation period, uh, there are several things that will be fulfilled, but two of the main reasons uh, that the tribulation period, a time of judgment is coming on the earth, first of all to punish the Gentile nations. Now this is, America is a Gentile nation. We're not Jewish people, and I'm thankful, that the gospel came not only to the Jew, uh, but it came to the Gentile as well. And Paul's ministry uh, went to to the Gentile as the gospel came west. Uh, But the tribulation period will judge. Are you listening to me? Sin may be laughed at. Sin may be presented as a pleasure today And it's sad that even Christians think that the pleasure of sin is good and acceptable. But do you understand that the tribulation period is to judge the Gentile nation for its sin? God's going to judge America. God's going to judge the Gentile nations of the world. Take your Bibles and go to Romans chapter 1 and verse number 18. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 18. Notice what the Bible says in this very informative uh, chapter in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1 verse number 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. That is why Paul constantly was teaching not only the church at Corinth, but all of the churches that he founded and that he wrote letters to under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit not to be conformed to this world, not to be unequally yoked with this world because God is going to judge ungodliness. The Bible says in the book of James that we're not to be a friend of the world. We're not to be a friend of world and he uses the word and the term an adulterer who is married to God, who is a child of God, but is living with the world. God is going to judge unrighteousness. Take your Bibles and go to Revelation chapter 19 and verse number 15. Revelation 19 and verse number 15, the Bible says this, "...and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword." and with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. So one of the reasons of the tribulation period is to bring judgment on the unrighteousness of the Gentile nations. Second of all, to purge the people of Israel. Now, I'm not going to detail as Ezekiel and Zechariah and Malachi all speak of this, but Israel, the nation of Israel, is guilty of rejecting the Messiah. However, God will use the terrors of the tribulation period to prepare Israel for the return of the Lord Jesus. When Jesus returns to the earth in power and glory, he will be be met by a believing remnant of the Jewish people. Now, we need to know of the judgment that is coming so that we can keep our purpose of life in our hearts and minds and keep it in focus and realize, that you and I are not here to get and to make gain. Our purpose with the reason God saved us is to make sure every person of our generation hears of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The purpose of the church, now we enjoy a lot of things, and I'm thankful that we do. But our purpose is not to enjoy things and fellowship. Our purpose, those things help us. Those things are good for us. But our purpose is to let our light shine and let the light of the gospel of Christ shine in us and shine through us. Now remind us again those that are saved will not be here for even one minute of the tribulation period. Now I want you to take your Bibles and go back to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. If you're making any kind of note, I would call your attention uh, just in mind to Second Timothy chapter 3. Now Second Timothy chapter 3 will go along with Matthew chapter 24 because Second Timothy chapter 3 tells us of the attitude and actions of the last generation of people going into the time of the rapture of the church. Now, we'll not read that, but if we read that, it would sound like reading today in this week's newspaper because we are in those last days. When you step then into the tribulation period, God's people are raptured, Christ meets us in the air, and we are taken from the earth, the tribulation period then begins on the earth. Now, if Jesus took the time to teach His disciples what I'm preaching tonight, you and I need to take the time to hear what Jesus said to the disciples that stirred them, that challenged them, that motivated them to do the work of not only living for, but dying for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, you and I need to understand that a terrible time and how selfish it would be to say, Well, I don't have to worry about it I'm not going to be here they can have it no dear friend he didn't bring me to heaven when he saved me he left me here on earth for the purpose of letting my light shine for the glory of the gospel Now, if you divided Matthew chapter 24, you would divide it like this. The first part would be we learn how the tribulation period begins in the first 14 verses. There are three parts that tell us about the beginning of the tribulation period. First of all, the Bible says in that tribulation period, there will be spiritual deception there will second of all be social devastation and there will be a special declaration. Now all of this is preceded by behavior that's recorded in Second Timothy chapter 3. Let's look at chapter 24 of Matthew and look at verse number 5 and see the spiritual deception that will take place in the tribulation period that has already begun in the last days that we live in today. Verse number 5. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Look at verse number 11. And many false prophets shall rise, and hear those words again, and shall deceive many. There will be a rise in the appearance of those claiming to be the way of salvation. There will be in the tribulation period many false Christ and many false prophets which tell us and remind us what Paul taught the church at Thessalonica when he talked about the falling away and he talked about the fact that if you do not get saved in the day of grace that you will not be saved after the rapture of the church because if you rejected in unbelief, you are not going to make the decision to believe Christ, you will be deceived by the false prophets that will come on the scene in the tribulation period. The antichrist and the false prophet, Revelation chapter 13, these two reprobates from hell will deceive the world to believe that they are gods and will demand and receive the worship of men. The tribulation period, much like the last days, will be a spiritual time. Timothy says it like this. Paul said to Timothy, he said it like this. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, or denying the power of godliness. There's power in godliness. There's power in living right. There's power in the word of God. There's power in yielding and surrendering and living a life that's obedient in righteousness to God. But he said in the last days there will be those that will practice a form of godliness but they'll be dead. They're like a baby doll. They look like a real person. Uh, They have actions like a real person but they're not real. There's no life within them and he tells us here that the tribulation Period will be a spiritual time, but marked by great deception. One of the great tools used by the Antichrist to deceive the world, to deceive the world, will be his ushering in a time of peace. Revelation chapter six and Daniel chapter eight. I am amazed and I am shocked at what I see called church today. And I want you to think with me, and I. I'm not, I'm not attempting, I'm not trying to be critical, I'm not trying to be better than others, I'm not trying to do that. But there are actions and activities that are going on in church today that did not come about by someone studying the word of God and say, wow, they missed that for 2,000 years of the church age and we finally got it right in 2023. They didn't read in the Bible we're supposed to have a Christian rock band. They didn't read read that in the Bible. Here's what people want. They want to hold on to the world and feel like they have God at the same time. Now, Christian rock music is saying like I drink Christian alcohol or I smoke Christian cigarettes. I mean, you just can't put the two together. And we live in a day where things are brought into a church into a church service and and i hear all the time well that's what the children like we have hundreds and hundreds of children and young people that come to our church every week that have never heard one note of a rock song here at our church or any program of it and they don't come because of the music they come because somebody cares about them and they come because the word of god is being taught and the word of god is being preached As we see in 2 Timothy chapter 3, the forms of godliness and yet a worldliness that comes into the church, that continues in the tribulation period. We live in a day and we're headed to a day. Thank goodness when the rapture takes place, we'll be gone. And don't think, well, I'll just get saved in the first day of the tribulation period. Not according to the Bible, you won't. Don't believe a deceptive heart over what God has said. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day to trust Christ as Savior. Then the tribulation period will be a time of social devastation. Now I want to take some time here and I may finish here tonight. The tribulation period will be marked by an increase in the instability of society. We're there now, aren't we? I mean, our society is not stable. When I talk about a stable society, a civilian, civilized group of people, we think of a man married to a woman who had children what stable society is. That's what the Bible tells us. That's what our nation was built on. We don't have a stable society today. We don't have that and in the tribulation period, it will be marked by social devastation. First of all, I want you to note in verses six and seven of Matthew 24, this time will be marked by international disruptions. Look at verse number six, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things much come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be uh, famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Notice, first of all, international disruptions. There will be an increase in warfare and hostility between nations. Right now, Russia and Ukraine have been in war for a year now. This afternoon as I was finalizing the message for tonight I received a message from a pastor in Ukraine and he and I are friends on social media and he was sharing with me pictures and people that he had led to Christ today and he is in western Ukraine and in western Ukraine there are thousands and thousands of refugees that have left the eastern and central part of Ukraine where Russia has been uh, bombing and, and, and has had soldiers on the ground and many thousands are going to western Ukraine and he was telling me today of the folks that are coming to know Christ as Savior and he showed me pictures of people uh, that he was praying with and leading to Christ in a Baptist church there uh, in the Ukraine and I rejoiced with him. He said, I want to thank you for your support and he knows that we have folks that attend our church and attend our school uh, that are from Ukraine. But the Bible says in the last days uh, there'll be a perplexity of nations And we have that going on today. Uh, We hear often about China and Taiwan. America is now a peacekeeping force in all of the world. That in itself is an interesting thing. And this social devastation will be made up of international disruption. It will also, uh, there will be an increase in in anti-Semitism and persecution aimed at the Jewish people. That's going on right now. Fox News reported today a rally held at the University of Michigan that publicly stated that Jews should be murdered. Happened yesterday, happened this week in the news today. I looked at the I looked at the story this afternoon. Now, if you were to say that about any group of people that's named, I don't don't care what they're named. If you said that about any group of people, friend, uh, you'd be in a heap of trouble unless uh, you wanted to be against God or against police or against Christian or against the Jews anything that's law and righteous there is a rebellion against it 2nd Timothy chapter 3 describing that Jesus here talking about the time of tribulation he said there will be a hatred and Jesus is speaking to the Jews here and he tells them that they're going to be persecuted in fact many of them will be murdered they will be killed just because they're Jews verse number 7 tells us that it is a time that's marked by desperation. According to this verse, there will be famine during the tribulation period. It's made very clear when you read Revelation chapter 6 and verse number 5. Let's look at that quickly. Revelation chapter 6 and verse number 5. I know we're doing a little work tonight. and We're not just sitting and listening and I want you to use your Bibles. I want you to see this is going to happen in the United States of America. This is going to happen in our world. Revelation chapter 6 verse number 5. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, "Come and see," and I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he had and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts that say, "A measure of wheat for a penny." and three measures of barley for a penny, notice these words, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. That black horse of the tribulation period speaks of death. The balance is referred to a careful rationing of food. A penny was a, a reference to a day's wage for the Jew. However, the writer is told, don't hurt the oil or the wine. And it appears that the luxury items enjoyed by the wealthy will not be harmed. And that's what happens in a socialist society. We have folks that are sitting in Congress today that are against the Constitution of the United States. Uh, They're against the capitalism that made our nation great and they're promoting socialism and some even worse than that as they're promoting communism because what they want is to have a ruling class and a poor class and when you look at the details of that and the result of that you find a fulfillment of what God is saying will take place during the tribulation period. They won't allow the luxury items to be hurt so you'll have a ruling class and you'll have a poor class. We're seeing those things that are taking place today. It will be a time marked by diseases. Verse number seven. Verse number seven, Matthew 24 talks about pestilence. The tribulation period will be a time when diseases are everywhere. We've never had a time that medicine has been more advanced than it is today and yet we have fear of more diseases today and things we've never heard of before. Revelation 6 verse number 8 this awful look into the future tells us that 25% of the world's population will die at one time during the tribulation period now think about that at present the population is 7 billion you take out of the 7 billion that are alive God's people that are raptured to heaven at the sounding of the trumpet when that happens that the tribulation period begins as they go through a time of peace then a time of famine and a time of war then a time of death. The Bible says at one time, at one time, 25% of the population of the world will die. Let's imagine that's 6 million. Let's imagine there's 4 million. That would be 1 million people at a a single time will die during the tribulation period. But wait, the Bible tells us in verse number 10 and verse number 12 of Matthew 24 that the tribulation will be marked by a time of death. Disobedience. Look at it. Verse number 10. And then shall many be offended. What a common word for today. Who's not offended today? I'm offended that nobody has offended me in a month. I'm offended anyway. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Look at verse number 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. These verses indicate that the tribulation will be marked by total disregard for the sanctity of life, property, or the rights of others. Second Timothy chapter 3 tells us of the days before the tribulation period the tribulation period continues in a manifold or a magnified manner. We're already in the days of disobedience. There are cities that now are not allowed to prosecute anyone for shoplifting. I was in a, in a um, uh, story, it was either Lowe's or Home Depot, and they were, there was actually a sign posted. That that you, you you ever you ever seen the sign shoplifters shoplifters will be prosecuted? Always read it and said persecuted, but it's prosecuted. Now it's against policy for them to do anything to stop someone that's shoplifting in their store. You know who pays for that? Those of us who are honest that pay for our things. We pay for ours and the things that are stolen. It's a major issue in our nation already, a time of disobedience. The Bible talks about, in verse number 12, wickedness and the love of sin. The tribulation will see an increase in man's attraction and indulgence, and attraction to and indulgence in sin. After the church is removed at the rapture, all restraints on society will be removed as well. Look at me, sometimes I feel like I'm in everybody's way. There are times this preacher thinks folks don't want to hear about living right. I, I, I mean, folks grew up in Christian school, learn how to dress and come to church as disrespectful as can be. What a, sad, what a sad thing. There are times that this preacher feels like you're outdated. They'll be glad when you're gone. And that's what the tribulation period, there's some folks today in that 2 Timothy chapter 3 group disrespectful and disobedient to parents. Young people, you ought to always respect what your mom and dad taught you. You ought to respect the standards and decency they taught you. you. You ought to respect your nation. What a shame for you to embarrass your parents. I don't, I don't want to be a part of the end-time rebellion. I want to be a part of the end-time righteousness. Folks are not interested in seeing, hey, this is church. It's not a place to show your body off. Folks don't want to see the bodies of women and men. They don't want to see your legs. They don't, they don't want to see that. Somebody help me now. I'm not trying to be unkind. I'm just telling you, we live in a day and there are preachers everywhere ask me, how in the world do you get away with hard preaching? If I preach like you do, our folks would leave the church. I'm not trying to be unkind. I'll be honest with you, my heart's broken to see the disrespect that I see today. But when the Rapture takes place and the church is gone. No longer will there be the presence of a people filled with the Holy Spirit. No longer will there be a people on earth who pray for their society, for their state, and for their nation. The world continues its slide into hell followed, following sin and the power that sin possesses. The number of people who claim to be Christian today, who even claim to be Christian, most of the time the word Christian is a political term, not necessarily meaning to be born again. It's now at an all-time low. The number of people who claim to believe the Bible being God's word is at an all-time low. We have folks today, they don't just enjoy living in sin, they attack those that want to do right. Why is it that those who cry... Leave us alone and let us do what we want to do. Why is it that they want to attack those that want to live righteous? Why can't they do the same for those that want to serve God? Why can't they do the same for a young lady that wants to dress decent and modest and right and righteous? This is evident the number of people living in immorality today and living in immorality with pride. It's evident in the way people dress carnally, lustfully, and immodestly, and disrespectful. Then there's a special declaration. Verse number 14, the Bible tells us, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. During these years, God raises up those who will carry his message to the farthest end of of the globe, This great mission will be accomplished by two separate groups of preachers. First of all, there will be 144,000 witnesses, Revelation 7 verses 1 through 8. Second of all, there will be two witnesses, Revelation chapter 11 verses 1 through 12. These two mystery preachers will preach the word of God. All attempts to stop them will fail until the Lord allows them to be slain. Their bodies will lie in the streets of Jerusalem for three days while the world celebrates their deaths. Then they'll rise from the dead and they'll ascend into heaven. If you're not saved already and you've heard the gospel, you won't be saved, but the Bible tells us that there is a multitude of Jews that will hear these preachers, this 144,000 and these two preachers and many will receive Christ as. As savior, It'd be an interesting thing when we get to the part about the beast and the antichrist uh, dying and uh, coming back to life. And when they do that, the world is going to say, See, that is the Christ and those other people that are now missing that the world will have an explanation for they will follow the devil because he appears to raise from the dead. I wish I had time to give it to you tonight. Uh, that, That appears to raise from the dead. But he doesn't offer them salvation through faith. He offers them prosperity. Now I want to tell you tonight, there is a day of judgment coming. When he returns, I want him to know whose side I'm on. I'd be ashamed to be a child of God. And living, as James said, in adultery as being a friend of the world. As we see those days approaching and we see the time ticking down to the coming of Christ, we'll live soberly and righteously. We'll let our light shine. Stand with me. I'm going to stop preaching right there. Stand with me tonight. Heavenly Father.